Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Send It With Steph. I'm your host, Steph Fleckenstein, and today I'm on my own. I'm not interviewing anyone, but I have kind of an array of different topics that I'm going to talk about because I'm headed back home to some NORAM soon, and I figured I would kind of just put the beginning of my season into perspective and kind of what I've learned from it all. So here we go. Um, Starting off with kind of like recognizing your goals and openly expressing your dreams and long-term goals. I always had a huge issue with this, especially growing up. I refused to even really tell my parents my goals. And when I got more into ski racing and my coaches wanted me to write down my goals and share them with the coaching staff, I had a really tough time kind of admitting that I wanted to be good and admitting maybe some bigger goals than I, I don't know. I don't know if I had a like problem thinking I could actually achieve them or if I was just embarrassed to share that I really wanted something. So I guess that leads me to this year where I kind of had to openly share that one of my goals was making the Olympics and I was quite hesitant about it because it is such a big goal and it was something that I've been working towards my entire ski racing career but until this year it was pretty far out of reach and I guess I just didn't know how comfortable I would be sharing it with people and kind of seeing the reaction I guess maybe I was embarrassed again that people would think like why does she even believe she can make it um like she's clearly not good enough so there's always that little bit of doubt in your mind but what I can say is that when I did finally admit it openly and publicly with people and kind of shared like hey I need some help with this and I used it mostly for fundraising because it is such an expensive goal to be striving for and it requires a lot of funding so that was one of the main reasons that I opened up about it but I think just the outpouring of love and kind of um, encouragement from people around me was a little bit shocking, but also really encouraging because it kind of proved to me that, hey, I'm not the only one that believes I can do this. And even if it wasn't the entire ski racing community behind me, it was at least a group of people that helped me validate my goal and made me less afraid to talk about it because like I said it's something that I've always kind of struggled with and I think that a lot of kids nowadays struggle with admitting goals especially big ones because there's kind of a culture of like oh that person tries too hard or wow why do they think they can achieve that like they're not even good at something so it just I feel like it's really important for kids to be able to set goals and not feel judged or feel like people are going to look down on their goals because at the end of the day whether you achieve them or not it's something that you're working towards and I kind of had this conversation with one of my um, academic advisors at school actually because she told me to set a GPA goal for one of my semesters and I said like a 3.8 or something and she was like, well, why don't we think of something more like realistic that you'll like for sure achieve like a 3.7 or something. And 
I was like, I mean, why would I set something that I know I can achieve when I'd rather set something that I can like aim to achieve? And that's kind of what I would encourage young athletes to do, especially, I guess it doesn't matter how old you are, if you're setting goals, don't necessarily set your big goals as something that you know you're going to achieve because while that's awesome and it's great to achieve certain milestones along the way, you want something that keeps you going and kind of drives you forward. And for me, that's the Olympics. So while I didn't qualify this year, it's still is my long-term goal to go to the Olympics. And I know in four years, I'm going to get the chance again. So it just kind of not, I'm not discouraged by not making it. I'm actually feel like I'm more motivated now and I understand the process and I understand what's going to go into it. So that is kind of my take on goals and why I decided to share my Olympic goal dream this year with people and maybe haven't in the past because, yeah, I finally felt comfortable enough with the fact that whatever, if people judge me, they judge me and the ones that support me are the ones that matter. So that's what you have to kind of, that's the mindset you have to keep with goals and just remembering that at the end of the day, it's you that has to achieve them. And no matter what anyone else thinks or says, they can't control that. So sort of building off of kind of setting goals and openly admitting them, I guess, would be work ethic and how I developed my work ethic from someone who was probably more naturally gifted than hardworking at the beginning to someone who really puts in the extra work and I make sure that I'm doing as much as I can to ensure that I'm doing as much or more than my competitors. So, I think that the eye-opening part for me was getting an actual trainer and learning how much, like how many workouts a week it takes for you to be in the right mindset mentally and physically to be going into the ski season. And this could be related to any athletics, I guess, but speaking from my experience in ski racing, I found that part of the like physical training is actually mental because when you're out there in a really hard workout in the summer and you just really want it to be over or you're battling through a really tough session it is fully preparing you for when you're in the ski season and say there's a really crappy weather one day and you just want the session to be over but you're mentally ready to keep pushing yourself or if you're exhausted and your body is telling you like I don't want to keep going that's your you've been trained throughout the summer mentally to deal with those physical aspects and that for me was a big learning curve realizing that okay I'm not only training my body in the summer but I'm also preparing my brain for when I get on skis to be ready to handle the kind of tougher situations so for me I think that realizing that talent only takes you so far and that at the end of the day if you really want something you're gonna have to work your ass off for it and (laughs) for athletics that means putting in the physical training and the mental training and everything that goes along with it because it's not enough 
to just show up for the dryland session. It's not enough to just show up to your on-hill ski session or it's not enough to just show up for video analysis. You really have to put in the time and commit yourself to that training session. So when you show up for dryland, it's really important to just take it as a building block and realize that like, okay, I have to put in my max effort for this whatever two-hour session and then I can whatever tune out after that but you need to be fully like fully present and just aware of what you're doing and then that same idea goes for skiing like when you're out there on the hill training you can have as much fun as you want you can be smiling laughing do whatever you want But when you are getting in that gate and you're about to go train, you need to understand like what you're working on, what you're about to do, and really take advantage of each minute that you're spent training because ski racing is a sport where you do a minute long run and then you go out the chair for 10 minutes and then you sit at the top for a couple minutes and you're out on the hill for hours at a time, but realistically you're getting maybe 10 minutes of training in a day, so You really have to take advantage of the time that you are training and something that can motivate you is just realizing that your competitors are putting in the work and they are taking it seriously and if you don't step up to that level then you're not going to be able to keep up with them. And I guess another thing that like I mentioned video analysis I think that it's really common for young athletes especially to see video as like a way of I don't know just seeing what you look like or kind of just you don't really understand that it's a learning tool and yeah it's like oh cool that's me skiing or oh wow look how fast I look (laughs) but at the end of the day that's like one of your biggest tools because you by training your brain to like see something and understand if it's right or wrong or if it's making you faster or slower, you're helping train your body because we have muscle memory. There's a lot of science behind visualization helping your physical performances. So just really putting the time into that video when you are in that setting and just taking it seriously. I really hate the kind of keener, like people making fun of keeners or tryhards or whatever. I just hate that mentality. And I unfortunately probably had it a bit when I was younger. And I'm really glad that I grew out of it because God, it is so irritating to watch kids and not even just kids, but like full grown athletes show up for training and then make fun of other athletes who are trying their hardest and who are really putting in the work. Like, how does that help you at all? I just, that whole that whole, um, I don't even know what it's called, environment or like mindset really confuses me because you're putting in so much time and effort to this sport. Why wouldn't you try hard? Like, (laughs) what is the harm in trying hard? Anyways, that's the end of my rant on work ethic. I think that it is really important to understand how much work goes into sports and how much work goes in behind the scenes of actually training because until you have that understanding, you're never really going to push yourself to take those sessions seriously. And yeah, I just, I wish I had known that earlier. I wish I had kind of understood it more as a 
younger athlete because it did take me a while to fully appreciate how much work goes in. Okay, so kind of along the work ethic lines, I would say is commitment and finding motivation to continue pushing and like continue working hard because I know how hard it is to (laughs) find motivation to be committed when things aren't necessarily going your way. I've had it years and years and years of practice of this, so I'm going to share some of my personal thoughts on it. I guess when it comes to commitment, I think that the biggest thing is no one can really force you to be committed to something. It really has to come from you. And at the end of the day, you have to ask yourself, am I willing to put in the work? Am I willing to put in the time and really push myself to try and achieve my full potential? Because if the answer is no, then you're not going to be committed to it. And at the end of the day, that's your decision. But (laughs) I'd say that if you're not fully committed to something, you kind of need to step back and think about how important it is to you. And um, I mean, maybe it's more of just a hobby at that point. It's not necessarily something you're going to base your life decisions off of, but it's something that you do for fun. And yeah, I guess that's kind of if you're not fully committed to something, that's kind of my perspective is it turns into less of like a life drive and more of like a hobby or a something you do for enjoyment. But with motivation, so I've had a lot of ups and downs in my careers. I've had injuries and I've had setbacks and things out of my control, in my control that have affected my career. But I think that the one thing that kind of keeps me motivated and really keeps me pushing harder is thinking about my life without ski racing because every time I think about that, I just think about how much of me would be gone with ski racing. Um, Just it's such a big part of me and it's taught me so much about myself and allowed me to open up so much of myself that I just cannot imagine not doing it. And I know that there will come a time in my life when I will want to be done. And I don't want that to be right now, obviously. I'm like still fully invested. But I think for finding motivation to continue with something or to pursue something is really just imagining your life without that. And I know people that have gone into retirement from their sport early and come right back out of retirement because they realized that they really missed that thing in their life. And maybe that's something that would help be helpful if you're not really sure if you're still really motivated to continue with something. Um, Obviously, it's if it's something that you have to do. And I don't know, like if you're forced to be in school or if you're forced to do something. I think that finding motivation comes from just trying to find the little aspects of something that you enjoy and really emphasizing those and trying to put the things that are maybe not so enjoyable on the back burner. (laughs) But if you are really, if there's something in your life that you're just not sure if you want to continue doing or if you've had a series of bad results or I don't know, some setback has come up. I think that 
if you try to imagine your life without the without ski racing let's say and you physically like you cannot picture it and it hurts you to think about and you can't even imagine what life would look like then I think that's motivation enough to be like okay I need to keep pushing and I need to keep digging deeper but I mean it's different for everyone I think that we each have our different motivators some people are motivated by success some people are motivated by failure. <laughs> Some people are motivated just for the pure love of something. And for me, it's a little bit of everything. I think that failure has definitely been a big motivator for me because I hate failing at things. And I hate not not performing to my full potential or what I believe is my full potential because I just feel like that's a waste of my work. And I mean, success is obviously a motivator. You want to be successful and you want to show yourself that your work is going towards something. But I also think that just the pure love of things keeps me motivated. Like, I don't think I would be motivated to continue ski racing or motivated to continue a sport based purely on results. Because at the end of the day, like, results are kind of for other people I mean to like prove that you have accomplished something but if it's not like giving you joy and it's not bringing you a sense of happiness or fulfillment then I honestly don't really see the point in it but that's probably a personal thing I'm sure there are lots of people that would disagree with me on that one I think that that perspective can also be very useful when it comes to confidence like I spoke with Brody about how we are both kind of working on separating our results and our confidence because it's it's kind of a vicious cycle if you really start um, linking the two like basing your confidence on results because results don't necessarily speak to what you're performing at or what you're building up to. I think that a lot of times people have their best results after they have some of their lowest moments. And yeah, I think that if you're able to differentiate your results from your confidence, that'll really help you long-term because you're not always going to have fantastic results. And that's just kind of the fact of life is you can't always be on a high. There's going to be lows. And I think that the quicker or the faster you realize that your self-worth and your like work, the work you put in is not validated by results, then the faster you're going to be able to find motivation and find confidence in things not related to results. And yeah, for me, finding confidence a lot of times comes from how I'm feeling. So If I'm feeling awesome and fit and like I'm just feel really good on my skis, then I'm usually going to perform better than if I have a lot of shit going on in my head or if things are not really lining up on my skis or I'm just like feeling run down and exhausted. I generally do not feel very confident and that in turn affects my skiing and kind of (laughs) the way I view things. But I think that confidence comes from different things in each different person and the biggest lesson you can learn is that you are more 
than your results and you are not defined by them. They are defined by you. So how you approach things and how you carry yourself is really going to be the determining factor of confidence, in my opinion. Wow, I feel like this podcast has been the most random assortment of topics and me just kind of ranting. But that was kind of the point because not every episode I can have an awesome guest or someone to talk to. Sometimes I'm alone. Most of the time I'm alone, actually. (laughs) But yeah, I just wanted to kind of share that you're not always going to have highs in your athletic or career or your life. And sometimes it's important to appreciate the lows and acknowledge them and just learn from them, whether that is learning how to work harder, learning how to be more confident in yourself, even with some challenging um, results or situations, and how to be committed and stay motivated. So hopefully this could be helpful for someone. If it wasn't, I'm sorry, maybe my next one will have more relatable content, but that's all that I can think of for today. I really want to tackle some more in-depth kind of topics and some deeper topics moving forward, but I do want to get some outside perspectives on that. So I'm waiting for most of my friends and teammates to get home from the Olympics because they all headed out uh, this week. But yeah, hopefully moving forward when they're all back from the Olympics, I can get them on the podcast. And until then, thank you so much for listening. Make sure to follow my podcast, like it, give it five stars if you enjoyed listening. And yeah, tune in next week for the latest episode. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.